Hi. So we'll get the um, proceedings underway again. Uh, thanks very much. I hope uh, all of you have enjoyed um, the sessions this morning. Um, I thought um, Councillor Aitken's uh, opening keynote was um, excellent and really kind of struck a chord, uh, I'm sure, with many of us, um, particularly reflecting on many of the kind of you know, issues that we will be discussing over the course of uh, our two days here. Um, but on to um, the next keynote, um, and uh, I'm absolutely delighted that um, Jamie Hepburn, MSP, uh, Minister for Higher Education, Further Education, Youth Employment and Training, and he's sitting right there, so I'm glad I've got that right, <laughs> otherwise I've never lived that down, uh, is able to join us um, today, um, and he's going to give us um, uh, kind of his thoughts on kind of future direction, uh, reflecting on kind of a wee bit of experience over the past uh, 20 months and indeed a bit, a bit about what lies uh, ahead to the future. So, without further ado, I'd like to uh, welcome the Ministers to the stage. Thanks very much. Uh, well, thank you very much, uh, Andy. Good afternoon, uh, everyone. Can I uh, begin by thanking you for the invitation to be here uh, today to speak at today's uh, event? I shall endeavour to rise to the challenge and do better than the Prime Minister did yesterday. I say at the outset there should be no references to Peppa Pig and I have my pages in order here so let's hope I, I don't lose uh, the place. It's uh, great to be able to attend an event like this with so many people uh, here present. I know over the last 20 months or so we've all become well used to sitting in front of a computer screen to take part in events of this nature. And of course, there are many advantages to that and being able to reach out to a wider cohort of people. But there is something to be said for being able to gather in person. It's nice to be able one, to do two, so. Three. Microphone check. One, two, three. Well, this microphone's working. I don't... Certainly that other one is uh, as well. But as I was saying... OK. Hopefully we're done now. This microphone is still working, as is that one, clearly. Um, as I was saying, it is nice to be able to uh, attend uh, in person. A sign that we are uh, moving forward and we are returning to some sense of uh, normality. Uh, can I thank uh, the conference organisers, uh, in particular James uh, and Kathleen, who will of course be known to many of you for working uh, so hard to be able uh, to ensure this event could uh, take place in line with Scottish Government guidance to reduce the risks of COVID-19 as far as possible. Just a gentle reminder that although we are moving in the right direction, it is still important to make sure we're doing everything we can to keep one another safe. I'm sure you will all agree that the past 20 months or so have been enormously challenging on so many fronts. I therefore want to start by personally recognising the contribution that all of you, each and every one of you here today have made. You've been at the forefront of ensuring that our educational settings, our school buildings, our colleges, our universities have been able to operate during this most challenging of periods, this most difficult of times. Your collective efforts have ensured that those learning places were and are and continue to be doing all they can to mitigate against the impacts of COVID-19. So 
my sincere and heartfelt thanks to all of you for all that you've done and all that you continue to do. Turning now to why we're all here today, this year's theme for the 2021 Learning Places Scotland Conference is Scotland's Learning Estate, Connecting People, Places and Learning. The conference is now, of course, in its fourth year, and I am reliably informed by our Deputy First Minister, who's attended all previous events, that it's going from strength to strength. During lockdown, the knowledge sharing and collaboration, which is at the heart of this conference, was moved to an online digital event, and all of you continued to work together. This year we are, as I say, able to be back together in person, and this conference offers a fantastic opportunity for all of us involved in education to meet with those directly involved in creating a first-class learning environment, first-class education buildings. Our, over today and tomorrow, uh, there is the opportunity to participate in workshops, hear about best practice and innovations, and discuss how the built environment can support the best possible outcomes for our children, for our young people, and for our wider communities. In particular, it's, it's so important that the voices of children and young people are heard. After all, they are the very people who learn in our education establishments day in and day out. They must help to shape our priorities, and I'm delighted to know that young people are contributing to this conference. The government's position is clear. Every child and every young person should be educated in a well-built and fit-for-purpose building. We have made fantastic progress in that regard. We now have some wonderful award-winning learning environments across all parts of Scotland. Indeed, in my own area, in my own constituency, my own hometown, I've been delighted to see a wonderful new building for Cumberland Academy and a wonderful new building for Greenfalls High. Just two examples of the many great new schools we have across the country. So today we can rightly celebrate the many successes we have had. I'm particularly proud of our record on improving the school estate. The proportion of schools reported as being good or satisfactory has increased from 61% in April 2007 to 90% this year. The proportion of pupils educated in schools in poor or bad condition has fallen from 37% to just 88% in the same time. And during the lifetime of this administration, 1,000 school building and refurbishment projects have been completed. In addition to local authorities' own investment programmes, a large part of this progress was achieved through the £1.8 billion Scotland Schools for the Future programme, which saw the construction of 117 new schools and benefited over 60,000 pupils, the final project being completed earlier this year in Lossiemouth. I know the difference that this makes to the lives of the children and young people, to teachers, to parents, and the wider communities that these buildings serve. And I appreciate the huge contribution that many of you have made in delivering this improvement, especially considering the extra challenges which we have experienced in the last period in particular. To see our young people 
and our teachers thriving in modern state-of-the-art environments we are providing is something that I think we should collectively be very proud of. Our commitment to improving our learning state continues through the £2 billion Learning Estate Investment Programme, or LEAP, as many of you will know it. The further investment delivered across the country through this programme aims to benefit 50,000 learners and their communities. And throughout the disruption caused by COVID, you've found new ways to continue to develop these projects. The first four have now commenced construction, including the Integrated School and College Project in Dunfermline, which demonstrates innovative learning opportunities. A further 11 projects are getting ready to start in the next year, and I understand you will hear more detail on a number of these over the course of this conference. And before the end of this year, the Cabinet Secretary is expected to detail the timeline for Phase 3 of the programme, and Scottish Government officials and the Scottish Futures Trust look forward to working with many of you on this phase of the programme. But this conference is also an opportunity to celebrate the many achievements across all of the sectors of the learning estate. For example, through the expansion of early learning and childcare, the Scottish Government invested hugely in creating new and improved early learning environments. The £476 million capital funding is enabling the creation of around 22,000 additional physical spaces through over 900 capital projects across Scotland that will support the delivery of good quality, flexible, accessible and affordable early learning and childcare provision. Over 82% of the infrastructure has been delivered through refurbishments, extensions and outdoor facilities in keeping with the programme aspirations of making best use of existing facilities aligning with the Net Zero Agenda. In particular, it's important to highlight the opportunity which the expansion has provided to transform the way we deliver early learning and childcare with a focus on outdoor play and learning. We know the benefits of outdoor learning, exercise and play for children are significant, including impacts on well-being, resilience and health. This has only become more important during the pandemic and we should seek to learn lessons from this sector which can be adapted across the whole learning estate. The infrastructure programme has also supported local economies and the construction industry, with over 50% of the construction projects being delivered by small and medium-sized contractors. The importance of this programme is reflected in the dedicated exhibition, which you may have noticed as you entered the hall, which I would encourage each and every one of you to take the opportunity to visit. There will also be a, a series of presentations and workshops sharing learning from this hugely ambitious programme. In further in higher education, as you can imagine, an area of interest to me, given my portfolio that Andy mentioned admirably well, I mentioned earlier the example of the integrated school and college project in Dunfermline earlier. It was full ministerial approval for the college element of this project won't be sought until early next year. The project recently moved a step closer to delivering the proposed hybrid plus low carbon solution, which will see Fife College working towards achieving net zero emissions. 
purpose of the project is to provide an innovative learning campus that delivers a streamlined pathway for students from school through to further and higher education, as well as providing first-class facilities to meet the learning and training needs of pupils, students, businesses and the wider community. I'd like to thank all parties involved in moving the two new schools and college campus forward. Looking to the longer term, the Scottish Funding Council is developing a strategy which looks to the college sector's medium-term infrastructure, which will help set priorities for college's infrastructure investment when funding becomes available over the next five to ten years, improve the student experience and set out how the college estate will contribute to efforts to tackle climate change. For universities, the Scottish Funding Council has deployed financial transactions funding to create new spaces for learning and innovation, generate renewable energy on campus and maintain estates and buildings. These projects have saved over 12,000 tonnes of CO2 since 2017. And I'm delighted that the current Scottish Funding Council financial transactions programme is entirely focused on the climate emergency and university partnerships in cities and regions. Underpinning all of this investment is Scotland's learning estate strategy. This sets the direction for the learning estate, an estate which, as this very conference talks of, connects people, places and learning. As you all know, it was a culmination of collaborative working across all sectors involved in the learning estate to form a coherent vision for the next 10 years. Guided by the strategy, the, the LEAP programme, as well as local authorities' own investment plans, is supporting the delivery of an estate which is suitable, is sustainable, is low carbon and is digitally enabled, and which importantly makes a real contribution to supporting improved outcomes for our children and young people by enabling them to achieve their full potential. So it's therefore no small coincidence that the conference programme and sessions that you will take part in over the next two days have been specifically themed around each of these strategic outcomes. As we gather together here in Glasgow, we can reflect on the events of recent weeks at COP26 in this very building and think about how our learning estate can adapt and change to support our collective response to the climate emergency. How we use it, how we maintain it, how we build it, and how we sustain it in this context are, I'm sure, questions that all of us are wrestling with. I know through the work of LEAP that significant change has been delivered, particularly the focus on reducing operational energy consumption to ambitious low levels. It's been encouraging to see the spread of this ambition beyond the LEAP programme into the wider learning estate. I've been very impressed by the innovative nature and breadth of projects being developed. As I'm sure you will all agree, there is, as ever, still much more we can collectively do. The strategy also sets out how the learning estate can contribute to raising standards for all learners whilst closing the poverty-related attainment gap, the aspiration at the heart of our overall vision for education. This conference helps to continue to strengthen the relationships that are so crucial to achieving progress against these aims between government, local authorities and the many different areas of the design and construction industry represented here today. 
going forward, I believe we need to continue to think in a more holistic way when planning our learning estate. It's fundamental that we start with the outcomes and experiences that we want for children, the experiences that were described right at the beginning of the development of curriculum for excellence. Just as we design learning that will help all children and young people to fulfil their potential, we want to design and provide spaces which provide for a wider variety of learning contexts and experiences. So, in closing, I hope you all enjoy what's on offer over the course of the conference. I would encourage you all to contribute where you can and where you're able to, as is only with your input and collaboration and contribution that will make our learning estate truly world-leading for the benefit of all learners. And of course, please take part while adhering closely to the attending with confidence policy, which is designed to keep us all safe. Thank you very much, and I wish the conference all the success over the next two days. Thanks very much, Minister. Um, I'm sure a lot of what you've um, said will resonate with us um, and absolutely um, be in our thoughts as we go into our uh, sessions uh, this afternoon. So um, that's us done for the morning. I do not want to um, stand between um, a very hungry conference um, and lunch which is um, about to be served. So I'd just like to bring um, this morning's proceedings to a close. Um, and uh, let you all go and enjoy your lunch. Thanks very much. Thank you.